This is Radio Free Cybertron with your host, Brian Kilby, featuring Chris, Don, Rob, Diecast, John, and Melvar. This is Radio Free Cybertron, episode uh, 724. I am Brian Kilby. Well, with me this week, we have the soon-to-be-married Donald Ferguson. Hey, guys. Talking about his bachelor party in pre-show, which you could watch live at tfradio.net slash live or on our YouTube channel or Facebook or um, Twitch each week. Or it's a podcast for our patrons at patreon.com slash tfradio. I'm sure they want to watch me falling asleep in a chair. That's just riveting drama. Uh, there. Not, no, 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 no. That, yeah. that was BotCon I, I to specify. Yeah, I wanted to specify there. You can watch the pre-show live. As far as I know, we're not streaming Don's bachelor party. We could. No, Don's bachelor party. Don, I'm thinking. I'm thinking this. You could come over to the house. Uh, we could play Xbox on the projector, eat wings, and tell Don stories. It'd probably be the story about you know Chicago and you keeping that furry pizza you know in your <laughs> hotel room for four days, keeping it hostage as you eat it slowly. Over the weekend, actually, uh, the uh, well, Blade asked about the date. We're doing it October eighth of next year in twenty twenty two, and we are going to be either be live streaming the wedding, or we'll be recording it and putting it up for uh, family and friends that could not make it. Do you need help with so, the live streaming? I've done that before. I don't know. It's a work in progress. So I have a little bit of experience with live streaming, and I've live streamed a wedding before. Just, just heads up. I know, I know. Again, it's just that's on the list of things we're going to look at when we get closer because we're still too far out to make a lot of concrete plans other than just colors and flowers and sure. stuff like that. Sure, cool. Okay, we also have, uh, I think Rob was there. Hi. Uh, John DeLuna. Yo. Diecast. I am here. And Matt has returned. Wayward Matt. Hey, hey, I'm back. Rested up. Not really, but I'm, I'm back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chris is resting this week. So he's taking a long rest. So what? I forgot what actually, I, I guess it depends on the system. I believe he had to do a news desk this week, so he's tired out. I think, what, 2D8 or something. Healing, I don't know. Okay. Oh, man. So um, trying to figure out like what order to do stuff in. There's some news this week, unlike last week. Um, probably should cover this first. Hasbro's in a uh, nice box of stuff. Um, let me pick it up. Oh, the box is beautiful. The box is gorgeous. Okay, if you're watching on video, it's backwards because I didn't fix that. But um, it's Kingdom Box, uh, and I posted pictures and stuff on Twitter. I don't really have a free hand right now to show it off with. But it's got a couple of uh, Kingdom figures, a couple of Netflix figures, um, an IDW comic, uh, a special edition of Beast Wars Season 1, and uh, four little mini prints that, uh, not like prints as in, you know, the singer, but prints as in like art prints. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, let me see if I can show it off. Hopefully I didn't set this just, up beforehand. Just send that to my house. It's, you don't have room for that. Uh, I, this will get displayed as soon as the office gets put back together. <laughs> you, no, you really don't have room for that. You should. Um, let's see. Here, does this work? Yes, mm -hmm. it does. So, um, let's see. The figures were Arazor, uh, Ractonite, uh, Decius, and uh, Cheetor. 
Which one's Decius? Uh, Ironhide. Oh, that that's the Black Iron Decius soldier drone, whatever. Yeah, Black Iron Hide lathered in silver paint. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you can't but understand. I did see Matt. I did see uh, someone cleaned off the battle damage on Galvatron, and it came off, came off pretty good. Uh, thank heavens for for small favors. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's it, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Thank you, Hasbro, um, for sending this. It's really nice of you. The box is beautiful. It's. It's uh the box is smaller than most of the other boxes they've sent. Not complaining because some of those are way too huge and it's hard to find a place for them. But this is far and away the most beautiful box. It is gorgeous. It is a work of art. Here's Theseus. Yes, I, or that's his name. I didn't even realize that was his name. Or is it the Theseus uh, drone or something? Wasn't Theseus one of the uh, Theseus was the Quintesson that yeah cut, cut all of his other faces off? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he's he's really cool, and he would be he would be Diaclone if it wasn't for all the silver. Yes, it was so close to being a toy that I wanted. So very, <laughs> you can fix it. Yeah, because it's definitely black plastic. Yeah. So, so let's see. Go ahead. But yeah, no, no, go ahead. Uh, I guess what I was going to say though is, um, yeah, it, it it looks great. So uh, that would actually really help because I couldn't find that cheat where. Um, uh, I still actually have the Voyager or the uh, $40 assortment, whatever they're calling that. Ha, 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 have those shipped to Walmarts? No. Okay. Uh, I No, I don't believe so. I think there might have been a sighting in Canada. But what, the, uh, the Netflix Wave 2? Yeah, they're in Canada. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're here in the U.S. No, no, Net, Netflix Wave they are? 3 of the Voyagers. Or whatever the call scale, the, 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 okay, the Caesar and Optimus Primal. Yeah, oh, no, sorry, I I okay, I misunderstood. Sorry. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, thank you again. It's beautiful. It's going to be nicely displayed. So that's awesome. Yeah, it is really cool. Oh, and Hasbro actually also sent me so uh, for the uh, live stream. Uh, they promised like a swag bag of stuff, and I honestly forgot about this. Uh, the, so they sent some other stuff. It's like a nice little assortment, but the coolest thing is a Nerf gun from Fortnite. It's like a sh- pump shotgun. I'm gonna oh, have, nice. Yeah, I'm gonna have fun like shooting at my. I actually I can't point it at people. Shooting at my walls with it. Hmm. Should never point a gun, even a Nerf gun, at people. I always like to take those to cons and you know, not shoot them at people because that would be wrong. It is wrong. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, uh, what else? What else going on? Anything? I don't know. Uh, I haven't pulled the show notes yet, but I think there was an interesting reveal from Hasbro this week. That's the news, Don. We haven't got there yet. <laughs> anything we? Anything else? Okay, Don. Let's talk about the news, Don, since Don wants to jump the gun. No, 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 no. no. I just I, I'm trying to keep the number of windows open down, so I didn't know I didn't know how far down the list that was. We hadn't got to the news yet, so it's the first first item on the news. Well, what if it was the last item in the news? Well, there's one, there was one item on the news until he added something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's jump to the news. Don, why don't you tell us about the news? We're getting Shatterglass Megatron, and I am shocked that they actually made that Siege, or the Siege slash Earthrise Megatron, into a mold, into something else that I'll actually buy, which is like, because I thought G2 Megatron would be it. 
and they actually found a way to to make me want to buy that uh, shattered glass Megatron. It's pretty. It is. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have an RC news desk about it. RC news desk one forty. You can see that at tapradio.net. and it should be on the. It's on the main page. That's how I it's find the first the news item desk. Up there, yeah. Yeah. Um, super cool for if you're got anything longer than like a five minute car ride because they're about five minutes and they're perfect for car rides. That's when I listen to mine whenever they're posted on the way home. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, and, and Chris was mentioning that, uh, you know, he didn't think it looked, I don't think he looked, thought it looked very good for vehicle mode. I apologize if I'm misquoting or misrepresenting uh, how he felt on this. He was, he wasn't, he wasn't underwhelmed. He wasn't overwhelmed. He, he was, he was whelmed. <laughs> I love it. I mean, just the fact that I would have never expected this tank mode to be some sort of plane mode. Well, it's forced. I, yeah, but yeah, everyone's I'm, I'm very impressed at the way they laid it down and plugged wings into the arms. Yeah, they, you have, yeah, there's, a, yeah <laughs> there's, some, there's some parts forming involved here. Yeah, but every once in a while, it's really cool. I don't know. I just really like that Megatron figure. I think I, the I, colors I think, on it are striking is what makes yeah. this look so good. I the like alt the mode does not made. bother me. I, I like the effort that they made. And the, the other thing that appeals to me about it that I, I probably won't get it, but it made it a temptation is the fact that since the original Shattered Glass Megatron toy that this is emulating was a use of the Armada Meg- or Energon Megatron mold. That makes this the second G1 Megatron toy cosplaying a Unicron Trilogy Megatron toy. You're right. And that kind of makes me want it. If it, I had ever gotten Combiner Wars Armada Megatron, I would kind of have to get this. This now. does a better job than Combiner Wars Megatron does. I very much agree. Yeah, I, I don't like and that. And on top toy. of that, Rob... And on top of that, Rob, I can easily see that see them recoloring this as Prime Megatron. Don't encourage them to release this anymore, Rob. <laughs> I, I'm just saying it's it's obvious that 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 could be the silhouette is fairly fairly on par with what Prime Megatron would be, and Prime and Prime's anniversary is coming up soonish, I think. So I can definitely see them getting another because they, they they wouldn't have made all these parts to make this a jet unless there was another plan a plan used for it down the road. Maybe. I don't know because it wasn't that many extra parts. Uh, it's but yeah. So apparently, the nature of still, them they could be used with it. With they could even be used with another mold at some point down the road. That's true. They're yeah. not particularly intrusive from what I'm seeing. It's five millimeter ports too, right? So yeah, it could get yeah. anything. And apparently that this is, uh, you can still transform him into a tank, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there's no major retooling, is I mean, there's. They could actually use it to do a release of Kingdom Galvatron as uh, Energon uh, Megatron if they wanted to. Yeah, no, there's no major just, retooling on it. So. Yeah. I mean, it's just like added parts, which is it makes me wonder if this was planned from the beginning for that mold. Or they went back and did this. It's it's that's the inner workings. I wish we knew. Um, maybe that's we should have like a a blank sheet where we could write down questions because that would be a question I would want to ask. But in you know four months, the next time we get to ask questions, I'll forgot to ask mm-hmm. that question. Yeah. The only thing that really 
kind of irks me, and it's, very, it's a very small irk, but it's going to be a five-issue IDW Shattered Glass miniseries comic. Okay. And if we're getting one per every figure, is it like, I doubt this would be collected. I mean, it may be collected on IDW at some point down the road or on Comixology, but if you get really invested in the story, what if it comes with a figure that you don't particularly care for? How are you going to get invested in the story if it's like one per character? Well, I'm just saying, if you get one or you get two, you kind of you kind of want to see where it plant where it off, you know. Just don't read it. Or is it like a spotlight where it's just about that character? That, yeah, I mean that's if if that's if yeah, that's sort of kind of what I was thinking. It might not be. I, I mean, knows. I don't know. Just says. The story behind the Mirror Universe is explained in a special five-issue IDW Shattered Glass miniseries. It could oh, be yeah, spotlight. That does, that does yeah. make me think that they're all connected. Yeah, like, I, you know, I'm much more likely to just not care, you know, not get caught up in something than get caught up in something and be disappointed when it doesn't get finished. Like, yeah. you know, like, I never watched Firefly, but if I did, it would never, it, I wouldn't care that, you know, they never, you know, finished it or whatever. I don't care. I mean, I'm getting all five figures. Uh, so, but I'm, if you're one of those people that you only want one or two, if you really want to hear, see the whole story, I'm sure you'll be able to somehow. Yeah. It's, it just sort of strikes me as this is also a lot more bot con in theory, other than just beyond being shattered glass, because eat the whole fiction of this universe is being created just for this one series. Just like BotCon, yeah. the individual sets, its only existence was in the fiction that came with the set. So this is all the representation they're going to have for these characters. So it kind of makes it a little more crucial if you're a fan of, like for me, how the fiction is important to tie the characters together. It's like we've talked before, how important the fiction is with a BotCon set to give these characters context. It's almost like I, they're trying to fill in the gap of, you know, not having a bot con. And I think, I think you're absolutely right. And this, this feels more like a bot con set than anything has before, uh, since we lost bot con. And I didn't even think of that till you just mentioned it, Don. So thank you. Um, but also, there's a lot of people who maybe they don't want all five figures in the BotCon set. So at least this gives you a chance to, you know, only purchase the ones you want instead of having to purchase the whole and set. it still costs less than a whole BotCon set did. Yep. yep. Even with the uh, slight price increase we seem to be looking at here. Yep. And we're going to be getting a, a, you know, a, not a, a what's the uh, $80 price point? Commander, commander, commander. We're going to be getting a commander class in this, which that 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 would have been too big for a botcon set. And yeah. the aftermarket on that botcon set, that particular botcon set, is outrageous. Yeah, mm. truly, which, truly, which, truly outrageous. What? Which set? The, the shatter? No, the first shatter glass set. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we uh, also uh, are we good to move on to the uh, other item out of this? So uh, there was another yep. report that. Um, Due to the cost of materials uh, and transport, that um, the cost of nerf and you have to assume everything else is going to go up. So that's you know the thing is that's been constant. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's I, no the cost of everything is going to go up. They're just blaming 
playing Nerf and board games. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, like, but like, it sucks. It sucks that the cost goes up, but the cost has been going up for the entire time I've been collecting. I mean, in the last 10 years, maybe 12 or 13. Yes, it has. It's roughly gone up about 50%. 23 years ago, a deluxe was 10 bucks. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking, yeah, that's 12, 15 years ago. More than 100%. Well, yeah, but like, yeah, but like in, yeah, like in the last 20 years, it's, it's kind of 100%. When when classics in two seconds, those deluxes cost like nine Mm dollars. Now they cost, yeah, the, you know, they're, the 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 prices were were stable for long enough that there can be an expectation for it, but that expectation is pretty well long gone. Yeah, but you know, it's it's just one of those things of you know, ever everybody gets to figure out ha- how much they want to keep up with this if they can. I, I've I've done I've done that plenty enough right now. Luckily, I'm I'm able to keep up if the prices keep going up. You know, I'll figure it out then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you can't get blood out of a stone. So, I mean, they can keep raising the price, but I, I'm just going to have to cut back with what I'm buying because I, I can't afford to buy more, more and more and more stuff at higher prices. It's- yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and we're not sure with this Megatron if it was... Basically, it started at twenty nine ninety nine, which is the standard, you know, uh, Voyager class price point right now. Um, after a little bit after the uh, the Pulse premium uh, exclusivity on that uh, expired, it went up to thirty six ninety nine. Now we don't know if that's because of the price increase or maybe I'm sure that was not. supposed to be the price the whole time. And it was a price mistake from Pulse because we have seen that before where they put things up at, at the wrong price. Uh, yeah. But I think, you know, the Megatron, with it's obviously painted really well, just like uh, the G2 one was, but it also has extra pieces. Uh, maybe that's why MSRP, let's say, should have been... 36. And I, I, And I would think that if there had been like an intentional move to give it to pulse premium members at a slightly lower price than everyone else. They probably would have made mention of yep. that to, uh, in any kind of the promotional stuff, which they don't seem to have done. Yeah, That'd be a selling point. Yeah. So, uh, also, and keep me honest here because I, I don't want to, I don't want to be wrong about this, but, um, there was Hasbro released their quarterly results. Doesn't matter really what the results were. I think they were okay. But I believe in the results, Hasbro had noted that they are looking into potentially um, utilizing uh, non-fungible tokens, NFTs, in their in, in bringing them into their portfolio of products. All right, all right, I'll be the one. Uh, someone explain to me what an NFT is. So basically, uh, an NFT. So you know what, like. Uh, Bitcoin is or something like that, right? Vaguely. So, base it. Think of it as think of it as um, uh, you have a, a digital asset. It could be an image, it could be an MP3, but typically it's like an image. Uh, it's it's a way to tie an image to a record on, I guess, the blockchain or something like it. 
uh, where you can track ownership of that asset. So you could say there's a million and one, you know, pictures of Don Massey attacking Don. There's a million and one of those pictures that are uh, authentic and that have been uh, published as NFTs. And um, basically those million and one pictures, uh, we say we sell them for uh, a dollar a piece. We make a mil, you know, we get a million and one dollars minus whatever overhead there is. Um, then every time they're resold, you know, whatever the resell is, we get a, even a cut on top of that. Um, you know, it sounds cool and all. Uh, actually, it kind of sounds shady. <laughs> uh, yeah. But the, yeah, the, the thing. So my my biggest concern with it is, is the fact that, you know, I, I think that I, I just don't I, I, I trust the technology. I don't trust people. <laughs> I think that I think it's dangerous. Uh, I think that uh, people like myself who who have issues with like uh you know collecting things it's kind of like uh it's almost like gambling you you it's it, it's it, I, I could see it being dangerous but the concern that most people are having with it is the fact that it does consume a tremendous amount of electricity uh now i i there's a lot of reports i don't know how much of them are substantiated as to how much elect how much energy it requires but it is a substantial amount it's an inordinate amount of electricity when when it probably orders a magnitude more than you think. So um, it is not environmentally friendly. Beyond which it's a, it's a, it's a digital, it's a digital receipt for it that supposedly makes a, a digital, a file unique when the print screen button still exists, when you can still go into your, browser and hit inspect element and download whatever the file is it is it is it is speculator uh, market nonsense it is an imaginary deed to the Bur brooklyn bridge it is nothing it, it, it is absolute unicorn farts I, there is I nothing there yeah you don't own the image you own the like you said the receipt to it or yeah that that's that that's what you that's what you own like uh, I did the digital garbage mm -hmm. pill kids. I bought like five packs of them. I think I mentioned this a year or two back when they came out just to see mm -hmm. what the hell it was about. I wish I had bought more. <laughs> um, I bought them. I said, this is stupid. I wasted my money and I just let them sit. Then about a month later, I said, crap, let me see. Oh, let me go look at these. And I sort of saw that they are selling. I like quadrupled my money on these things. So <laughs> what did I do? Before I sold them all, I just right click save as. I saved them all to my desktop. And then mm -hmm. I, you know, because I don't, it's not really, it's not about the image. It's about, it's about the ownership. It's about feeling like I own something. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, then I, you know, sold them on eBay and literally quadrupled my money. I should have bought more. Um, I haven't bought any more because I do literally think it's dumb. Here, here's the problem I have with it. And, Tell me if I'm off on this, but it's it's some digital something that you're buying. So it's a line. It's a line. It's a line in a database is basically what it is. Yeah. So let's say it's a digital comic that I'm buying because this is gonna. It, this is something I'm a little bit familiar with. So I buy this digital comic. If I want to sell that digital comic to someone else, they get a piece of 
the sale because the, the author selling... the author get with with NFTs gets a piece of it. But I already purchased it, so you're getting you're getting a set. That's like that's that's like if you buy a video game and you say the maker is you know THQ or something or and then you go to sell the video game THQ gets another kickback no you you've already you, you don't sell it. your They've digital copy their- like if you buy a digital copy from Steam or whatever or on your Xbox i mean as far as i know you're stuck with it like but no. like yeah, but i'm not saying a digital copy i'm saying a physical copy yeah but you but that's not the same thing you're this a physical copy is a physical copy. This is a line in the database. So yeah, if to sell that line you, in the database, you have to go through whatever process they, they want you to go through to sell that line in the database. And the money gets transferred and they get a cut of it. It's a pyramid scheme for corporations. Well, think of it like a royalty or commission or things like that. It's not, it's not exactly like that, but they're <clughs> compensation structures that are like that where an author or an original owner gets a cut of future earnings, a dividend, you know, a commission, a royalty. There's things like that, that have been around for a long time. Where when NECA has a figure and it's up on their website for a week or two, it's the same type of thing where if someone buys it then, and then chooses to resell it when they get the figure or down the line, Again, it's going to be at a higher price because it's not available through NECA anymore and it, the demand is going to be higher. And it, it's most likely people who didn't get the figure when it originally came out because they didn't know about it or anything like that. Like I am with the, the original Turtles. I don't have the original Turtles because, you know, it would be a much higher cost for me to get them because I didn't get them when they were originally out. But NECA's not making money off those additional sales. Like, oh, we sold you turtles and you resold them, so you have to give us some money. I, I, that's that's how I look at it. I know it's digital, and digital is a little different, but it still seems a little sleazy. Yeah. So I, I the point I wanted to make a moment ago um, is it's not inherently sleazy. It's not inherently evil. It's not inherently stupid. When I a second ago, when I was saying that um, you know people are making themselves willing or willing to make themselves be exploited, and companies are willing to exploit them, um, you know, that's those are two unfortunate uh, uh, outcomes of this. There are potential um, benefits to this. Selling digital things is cool. Being able to sell art is cool. Being able to sell, you know, audio is cool. Being able to, you know, make it easier is neat. But it's just the fact that I think that we're getting so upset with this. One, because the prices are are going sky high. And two, because the, um, the, the environmental impact. If somehow there was a way to in, uh, mitigate the impact, environmental impact, that would be great, and right, there's no no near term uh, solve for that. But two, like the fact that the prices are going insane, you know, if if we uh, if we want to avoid if we want to avoid that, why not utilize just something like we already have, like iTunes or any other conventional you know shopping platform? 
like I don't. It just, this almost seems like it almost seems like I think I'm going to backtrack on what I was saying. Uh, maybe it is really intentionally scummy and sleazy. Maybe that re- maybe it really is. I take back what I said. I think that this is inherently a scummy and sleazy platform. Brian redacts his original statement. Well, Brian, there goes those uh, there goes those free gifts from Hasbro. Yeah, well, I'm not saying has I, I'm not saying Hasbro is spe- specifically scummy. Like heck, when this whole NFT thing started, I thought, hey, maybe is there any way we could utilize it? Uh, is there any way that you know, like Tops is doing it with baseball cards? Tops has been doing it with baseball cards. Tops is doing it with garbage pail kids. Yeah, but the I, NBA's I, done it for a long you time. You know, actually, let's let's yeah, let's back off of let's back off of the like um, blaming and the the just condemning it because it is condemnable. But let's does COVID have anything to do with this? Like the fact that like COVID has made everything crazy when it comes to collectibles. If we were in a different environment where like, like with baseball cards, stuff that I used to level furniture with, like things have quadrupled in price stuff that is, was garbage before is now, you know, you know, four times, five times as expensive. If we were in a different environment, would it be this crazy? Would this be a much more uh, reasonable platform? Uh, I'll say this. I want to say something on that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I don't want to be, um, this isn't intended to be political. and It's not political. Uh, but along those lines, I think, I think as much as COVID or anything else, I think, and this might be one reason why it doesn't um, feel right to a lot of people, is that it's like this kind of perversion of collecting and it's accelerated so fast in, in part because increasingly, and again, this is just kind of a fact increasingly uh, the world's wealth is concentrated among fewer people. And when something like this becomes popular, it really exposes how much wealth and uh, money um, a handful of people can wield and they can wield it as a folly or as a hobby or just kind of as a fancy and they can afford to pay millions of dollars for a JPEG, you know, basically. And that is uncomfortable. And that's kind of, and, and part of like, this is just a, a, a kind of, awkward weird to some people infuriating uh, result of of that that there's a lot of money among few people and they can wield it however they want and that's certainly their prerogative uh but it it, it this is the result sometimes is that things that just don't make sense and you know it's it's like a like what is this you know the rest of the world is kind of watching uh just kind of confused and flummoxed that like like I can't believe a digital baseball card is selling for this just because people want to do it. And we live in a world where people can do that. And that's happened really within a generation or two of humans of mankind. And it's just hard to comprehend. So, so I think that, I mean, yes, Brian, I think, I think there's lots of reasons COVID might be on the list, but just the fact that people can do this, is part of like the the thing that's just perplexing to people like it feels like this shouldn't be possible like like how does somebody have 10 million dollars for a baseball card a digital version of a baseball card uh but they do and and it's happening and you know it, it rubs a lot of people the wrong way 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. This is, uh, I don't know, this is, this is really interesting. I mean, I think there's, uh, to, to your guys' point, I think there's some um, meta uh, aspects to this that, you know, I don't think has made its way into the, the common discourse. Uh, that, twi- Twitter is not the real world. That's the thing that I hear all the time mm-hmm. is Twitter is not the real world. But I interact with people mostly in Twitter because I don't go out. So, <laughs> Well, the problem is the real the world is money. That they want to make money. They're a corporation. They want to make money. Uh, they they want to make a product. They want to make it as cheap as possible, but still make a good product. Uh, that's why, you know, I believe in the one report, they said either they're going to have to reduce their earnings or increase prices. Well, they're not going to reduce their earnings, so they increase prices. So that's what's happening. And that they're probably looking at this uh, NFT Am I saying that right? Is it? Yeah. NFT as a, you know, we're going to have to pay very little for this, but our returns are going to be very high on this and the residuals are going to be very high on this. So, I mean, that that's the whole thing that's driving them to make this decision. I don't know, even know the decision was made. It could have just been an offhand comment that or, but, or it made its way or even something that made its way into a PowerPoint deck and. Uh, work it's really hasn't even. They're considering to, oh, yeah. to boost their earnings. Oh yeah, so no, no. Of this, course, this of course, that's the totally case. Totally about the dollar. Of it's course, it is not about the content. And maybe it'll change. Maybe they'll focus more on the content. But the way it came out through the earnings report is, at which I think is why I partially have a problem with it is. We're focusing on the dollar. We're not focusing even on the content yet. We're just focusing on this thing we know we can make so, a lot of money. Uh, so on. I just want I just want to point out I did not listen to the earnings report, so I don't know the context. I just want to I want to make be very clear. So having listened to hundreds of earnings reports over my career, one thing that is very common is that you have your earnings report, you the CEO or the CFO reads it. And then, like it's done on a it's done on a in a conference room, then you have a bunch of people in that room who aren't on the call, and they whisper amongst each other, and uh, they feed like they're who you know the CFO whoever's speaking or whoever's speaking next, and they literally just answer questions. So it might not even the the whole NFT thing may 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 not even have been a prepared statement. It might have just been something that. You know, maybe their chief merchandising officer or their chief financial officer, somebody just, you know, heard somebody mentioned in the hallway. That's probably not going to be the case, but it could be like a project they are thinking about doing next year, you know, that hasn't made it past the inception stage. And um, it just could be, you know, something that uh, it's, you know, it looks very promising and it got mentioned in the uh, it got mentioned, uh, you know. Off, it got mentioned uh, as an aside in the uh, in the call, and wasn't a prepared statement. I mean, I don't know the context. I didn't listen to it, so I just don't want. I just I don't want. It's entirely possible that this whole NFT thing could never happen. It could never happen. It could. It could. It could uh, die in the cradle. Uh, and uh, you know, as Transformers fans, a lot of us have uh, gotten hot. You know, or, you know, with with this whole thing over just something that uh, somebody might have, you know, said, you know, out, you know, out of turn. Who knows? If it was out of turn, 
it shouldn't have been included in the in the earnings report because I mean Dude. I always see the earnings report I mean, as we see products, we see reveals, we see this, it comes out, and then well, after the, the that, earnings, we get the, an earnings like, report. Like the earnings report, like people talk. I mean, like investors ask I questions, mean, and then you know, somebody it's somebody's job to come up with an answer on the spot, and yeah. They have to come up with the answer, and that could have been something that you know they just included in the answer. It's not like it's not like it's something on a PowerPoint deck specifically. It could have been. I don't, no, I, don't, I didn't look at it. I don't like I don't like NFTs very much. But in terms of you know communicating with your shareholders, if there's a lot of money go, uh, going around in something and it's very high profile in the news, which this has been. I, I can see it's where you just basically almost have a responsibility to say, you know, this is at least something we're investigating. Not necessarily we're going to do it, but it's something we're looking into because if there's if there's money there and it's something that you could do, it's something you'd want your shareholders to know you were at least looking at. Yeah. I, I, I see that. I get it. Exactly. That's that's the perfect way of putting that, Rob. I'm going to edit out everything I said. Just put what you said right there. <laughs> But I think I think all companies have a responsibility. Of course they do. To look into it, to figure out the content, figure out if it's viable before ever mentioning it in, in an earnings report. And you know that, the, the people the people who make those decisions, they're not you know in, you know uh, electrical engineers, they're not environmental scientists. You know, you if they have an MBA, you're lucky. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean. They, yeah, they have, I mean, they, go ahead. they, they don't, I'm, I'm certain that most of them don't know even half of what we've talked about in terms of what NFTs are and how they work. They just know that it is, you know, it is something going, uh, going around. It is something that involves the blockchain, which they have been, uh, which they have talked about and learned about before. And there's a lot of money in it. So yeah, there's, there's, like I said, there's, there's investigating to be done and, you know, Probably nothing. Um, nothing may ever come come of it. Or in you know Hasbro fashion, they will do it a year later than everyone else yeah. and kind of half-assed. A, but that's just kind of a couple how of people. Sometimes a couple of people, two or three layers down, understand what it is, and then everything that gets to the layer that shares information with the with investors at the investor call, it gets filtered back to them through a layer or two that don't understand what it is, and you know that's sort of how at a corporate at a corporation how things work. I just expect better. Uh, I mean, you can sell illegal drugs and make a lot of money too. It doesn't mean you should do it. So, don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's just how it is. Unfortunately, the world is not run by experts. So, actually, as we started talking about this in the Discord, tfradio.net slash Discord, Sean was like, you know, why are we talking about this? You didn't let us talk about this last night. Well, he was talking about history on the fives. That's a show about like things that happened in the past. 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Unfortunately, hey, he just needs to stick around for five years. Five years, we'll be talking about it on History in the Fives. But if you're a patron at the touch tier level, you can be on History in the Fives, and five years from now, you can talk about it. That'd be great. I would love for you to do that. It would be wonderful. tfradio.net slash Patreon or patreon.com slash tfradio. Oh, Diecast, your comment about converting this to pop collectors is perfect. Pops are plastic NFTs. <laughs> that's exactly right 
Yes, pops are basically a receipt saying I I, I like this thing. Yeah, they're, they're they're an approximation of the thing. That's that is perfect. That's great. Because I don't have enough information to worry worry about the other thing. I'm taking out of the show notes, but the long and the short of it was, it looks like um, there might be some moving around of people uh, in roles at uh, Hasbro. Not anybody leaving anything, but maybe some rearrangement of uh, folks. Yeah, what it looks like, do you mind if I go into it just a little? Sure. What it looks like is that uh, John Warden's team, which is responsible for Power Rangers and Ghostbusters, is also going to be uh, uh, taking responsibility for uh, G.I. Joe. And Lenny, who'd been working on G.I. Joe already, is going to be back working with them. So yeah that's that's pretty much all uh john's tweet said but uh i it sure doesn't sound like bad news from here no no it's probably a good thing congratulations to john i i like john a lot and he's uh, a great guy i know he loved his time on gi joe so for him to be back on gi joe i think it's really good for the brand go joe gotta get tough cool okay anybody get anything this week diecast didn't nope Rob? Wow. wow. Yes. I got I got a couple of things anyway. Um I got uh I got a I'll start with the off topic thing. I got the uh manga for uh uh Himitsu Sentai Sentai Go Ranger, which is the f- very first Super Sentai series. They uh published the tie in comics for that from nineteen seventy one. Four? Some it was somewhere in the very in the early to mid seventies. And they published those in English for the first time. Um it's by the creator of Common Writer or uh in terms of the only thing prior to this of his that I think was ever published in English, the Legend of Zelda Link to the Past comic that ran in Nintendo Power in the early nineties. Um but uh yeah, it's it's really interesting to look at. Um it's 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 fun to read. I I've you know, seen a few of his, uh, some of his art here and there before and just, you know, always liked his style. So it's, it's nice. It's very cartoony, but it's just got that, it's got that, like that pre eighties manga thing of you'll have very serious, you know, serious looking like shonen anime protagonist types, uh, talking to supporting characters that look like they come out of thirties Popeye cartoons. So it's just it's re- awesome. really kind of, yeah, it's, it's great, but it's just really does take some adapting, especially if you tend to read more modern things generally, um, on topic, I got uh, generation select star convoy. I got, uh, I awesome. got that from, yeah, it did show up. Um, uh, I got it from the same person that, uh, that uh, Chris did on AliExpress. It was maybe like 60-some bucks shipped. And I think it's the worst toy I've ever liked. It's, <laughs> I, I, for one thing, I don't think I got a very good one. It has a lot of tolerance problems. The smaller robot's legs like to fall off. Uh, the uh, gun does not want to hold together. There, forget about even putting the matrix into the middle of it. It's just not going to stay. So yeah, I got I got some bad QC on mine, so that that doesn't help. But even all that uh, taken into consideration, I really do like the thing. It looks good. I what as dumb as it is, one of the things that I really wanted out of the most was the inner robot that has the toy Optimus Prime head sculpt. I oh, just. Yeah. I really liked that. That was a, that was, you know, that's the first time they've tried to sculpt that face since 1984, basically. And it looks really good. I, and I just like that inner robot for the fact that I think it's the only Optimus prime toy 
that has three sets of chest windows, which is just kind of, you know, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, only one, only one of them, of course, is actually real for the truck, but at least one of them is be funnier if all three of them were fake, but yeah, it's, it's not bad. And I can see why that piece on yours broke so readily. Cause it is Scary. tiny and fresh. It's tiny and fragile, and I'm pretty sure that just it was something on that chest uh, assembly was just molded a couple of millimeters too short because it just does not tab into the chest at the right angle to actually stay. It, it won't stay tabbed to the chest, and I've just kind of had to push it down and leave it just kind of floating there lower than it's supposed to sit because it's, uh, yeah, it just will not uh, stay otherwise. I had also forgotten... Uh, how much I did not like the foil stickers from uh, 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 that era of Transformers. Because, yeah, one side of the trailer I got I got on relatively straight. The other side, my shaky hand, it kind of looks like somebody put that together drunk. Um, I uh, Toy Hacks does apparently make replacement labels that ha- that have uh, new stickers for the trailer, but I just don't know if I want to spend another sixteen dollars on this. To be honest. Just, I, it's at least, I actually enjoy messing with it. And one day I might go uh, double back and get the normal power of the primes, Optimus prime, just have one of them that I'm a little bit more comfortable with handling. But I will say, having looked at this, that yes, it is an absolute tragedy that we did not get a power master Optimus prime out of this engineering because it would have been perfect for it. And that's, I'm pretty sure that's everything I've gotten this week. Hey, Don, what'd you get? Well, it was a very uh, bountiful week for myself. I got quite a bit of things. Um, Picked this up for Matt, uh, off topic, um, Marvel Legends MODOK. MODOK! Picked that up for him. I'll be sending that on here shortly. And since I knew he needed the Mr. Hyde parts, I got for me the uh, Hologram Iron Man which I have no connection to, but it's the classic red and gold. What makes it a hologram? Is it like clear? Is it clear or something? The head is. Yeah, apparently Tony Stark is living the rest of his life as an AI in whatever continuity this is from. But with it it being red and gold, I wanted the armor, so he's getting the holographic head and the Mr. Hyde part, so he can complete his Masters of Evil. I think that's who they are. Um, So there's that. Those were out yet. Yeah, it's, it came out uh, with the Shang Chi wave. It's not, I don't think is it part of the Shang Chi wave. Yeah, 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 it yeah. Is. yeah, it is. Okay, I wasn't sure because uh, they did have a street date of the t- um, down the road, but apparently they released them because the wave is out. So there's that. Um, my last thing from Hasbro Pulse before I didn't go premium, and one of the few things Star Wars will probably ever see me buy is the Boba Fett with all the... Because as much as I'm burned out on Star Wars and just don't care, that's a lot of nice accessories and a pretty good-looking figure. So I did want to get that. And it's like $10 more and you get all the extra stuff versus the regular Black Series where you get, like, two guns. So there was that. Uh, Another off-topic I got was the Retro Spider-Man. Because it's oh, got that. Cool. It, I like that yeah. packaging. That's why I got it. Was it, and they're like, oh, they're only like ten dollars. So it's basically a reaction only figure for like, like ten dollars. Well, compared to, to a standard reaction figure, that's true. And reactions are like eighteen, I think. Reactions right. are stupid. 
Right. But again, I'm just getting it for the artwork, and mine was actually unpunched. It was sitting on the shelf unpunched. So, but again, spoilers, I, I got the set. Mine were on the floor at Walmart unpunched. Oh, wow. I don't like they were like they were just on the floor beside of the uh, shipping box. I don't know yeah. what happened. The next day after I found this, I saw them at Walmart and they were on the clearance row. They weren't clearance. Someone just dumped in there because they couldn't find them. But other than this, this one, and I would like the Iron Man again because it's the classic red and gold armor that I like. You know, so I got that. Um, picked up another set of the Defenders of the Earth Wave 1. I actually found another set. What is that, Don? That's the Phantom. No. Okay. So, the, like, the is that like the radio character no. or is that some? No, it's the, it, it's the, um, it, it is, it is a classic pulp character. King Feature Syndicate took Flash Gordon, the Phantom, Mandrake the Magician, which was some of their, their classic so like characters. Film and, real stuff or uh, film stuff. I mean, a lot of it was films in thirties and forties, but they all started out as comic strip characters. Okay. Yeah. And they basically made them into a superhero team, the Defenders of the Earth. Was that a real uh, thing, though? Part of it this? was a cartoon. It was a cartoon series in the uh, mid late eighties. But like mid-90s. when the characters are original, that that they weren't a, a team. No, they weren't. That, but King no. Features made them a team. Um, Flash Gordon again. I've you know because I wanted to get a second set in case I had some QC issues. And if these, if mine are fine, I'll make, I'll see if anyone needs these. I don't want to, you know, have two sets, but I wanted to show off Ming cause I didn't show off Ming last time, but, um, that is some incredible sculpting on that Ming the merciless. It's just a, just an incredible sculpt. So I picked up an extra set of those to, again, was, I know the neck had been having some issues, and that's the that's the second full set I've seen since I got my first. Um, today, when I was out at Target, they had marked down those Zoteki, the small little PVC diorama figures. No idea. And they marked they marked them down. We thought uh, we mentioned it on the show a couple of months ago. They just came out not long ago, and they're already marked down to about half off. Oh, 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 oh! oh I just didn't know the name. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were just they were just sitting on the shelves. Yeah, but I mean, they're not really bad. I mean, I, and once I get my statue shelf done, at some point these will be nice. But I got uh, Megatron. I got Grimlock. Yeah, I mean, everyone that uh, that I looked at my particular store that the the paint wasn't great that well i you know, you know these aren't bad you know again it was an impulse buy but basically i got i got 3.99 versus 7 or 8.99 so there's that yeah. um stopped by my local GameStop and i found reaction blitzwing and these were actually on sale for 14.99 which was about Four dollars off retail, so I got Blitzwing. When you say that, would you point out that those Legends figures are ten bucks? I it hurts me even more with those reaction figures. Oh yeah, I mean, again, it's uh, again, if, if Marvel, if Hasbro can do that, why is reaction so? But again, you're because they can, uh, also because of economies of scale, probably. But again, uh, Blaster, which I'm sure we'll get a twin cast at some point, um, and Dirge. 
Again, Man, I'm, you I'm, went crazy, Don. No, no. I'm, I mean, I, I had some, I had some, uh, I had some reward points there. But again, it's just I love the card art. And again, I'm, I'm only cherry picking characters. They had a Perceptor, but he's kind of the artwork isn't that great. But I love the card art on these. That's why I'm getting them. Um, also, there I got deep cover. Oh, cool. And. With my reward points, I basically got them for ten bucks because I had I had a five dollar certificate, and when I bought my common rider stuff, I had another certificate, so I got them for ten dollars basically. Nice. Um, yep. Today, yesterday, when I went to Walmart to get Massey food, I found uh, the Netflix deluxes. I found Cheetor, so I'll be selling my Kingdom Cheetor. That's for sure. Who's going to buy it? I don't know, but I mean. Someone might want. Are you gonna like stand know. on the street corner with like you know a, a jacket and have it like in a interior pocket? No, that's not Supreme Cheetor. Uh, this one may actually sell. That uh, Netflix Cheetor would have been perfect if they painted the legs like they were supposed to. Yeah. Well, there I got that. I got the Sparkless. Only got one. The Sparkless one. Sparkless bot, and I got the Decius as well. Because again, I don't know. I don't think this wave will be. Barring them being put out to the floor, I don't think this way will be hard to find once they actually get out on the shelf. But I did mention this on Twitter. If anyone's trying to find the deluxes and you don't see them on the peg hooks, they're being sent in a shipper that goes in those metal displayers, a narrow vertical displayers that hang on the end of displays. So if they're not on the peg hooks, Check these shippers. Uh, that's where that I found. Might. That's where I found them at a random Walmart. Yeah, right. And the last couple of things I got, uh, my chosen prime order came in, and I had some with, with some Dynamics and my ten dollar rewards. I had it, that chosen prime. I got the Doctor Wu that I mentioned last week with the diecast, the Beast Box and Squawk Talk. Nice. Yeah. So that's going. To, I wanted. I wanted to give. I wanted to give my Netflix Soundwave someone different to have than just the standard cassettes. And uh, those look pretty good. I picked up Fytor, which is the, the action toys. They're still doing the Revenge of Kronos uh, machine robo figures. So basically he's, he's what became Fytor in the U.S., just a more of a deluxe version. And even though I never read the comics, I know Getaway did a lot of questionable things from what I understand. Don't really care, but I've always liked the character. So I got the Mastermind Creations, the Exodus, which is basically a, a Cybertronian style getaway. Uh, I love the colors, and I've always liked getaway. He's, one, he's my favorite Power Master, so I uh, picked him up. So it was a it was a lot of money this week, but I, with Dynamics and everything involved, I. I say about sixty bucks nice. with sales and all that. Cool, John. Um, I can't say that I got anything on topic, so I'll just go real quick off topic. I did. Mine's mostly uh, off topic, so it's totally I, cool. I did catch up uh, with my NECA stuff. Um, so the main thing I got was the first two Punk Frogs from Invasion of the Punk Frogs. And a few other episodes. They were actually in uh, multiple episodes of the Turtles. Uh, one bit of trivia: I went, I went back and watched um, Invasion of the Punk Frogs last night, uh, just for the heck of it. And I had um, 
I had not realized that in this first set you get uh, Genghis and Rasputin and uh, Genghis the Frog is voiced by Jim Cummings. And uh, Jim Cummings is actually all over that episode. He voices multiple people. So it's really he- weird to hear an incredibly famous, other than the, the turtle voice actors, an incredibly famous. But uh, I'm sure at the time, very young uh, Jim Cummings. Also, uh, even though I did vividly remember this uh, episode, like from the mind of a child, an eight or nine year old, um, I'd completely forgotten just how delightful the punk frogs are. They are so pleasant and friendly and charming so anyway it was really cool to get them uh they are again the cartoon models so they are pretty basic looking frogs and they're all effectively identical to each other with slightly different like patterns on their clothes very different from the playmates uh toy designs for better or worse um and uh i'm sure super Seven's going to do uh these guys at, at some point but uh, i i'm very happy with those got them through the power of twitter because uh, they are very hard to get. One quick news bit, and then I'm done uh, related to that. Um, so NECA has gotten a lot better at doing pre-orders, um, but uh, they also did a pre-order. And if you hear in the background, that's a tornado warning going off, but we're not, we're not actually going to have a tornado. Unfortunately, it's kind of worse that right now. What we could be having, having is uh, some hail, so that sucks. Anyway. But that does suck. I am used to that in uh, in Texas, so enjoy that in the background if you can hear it for a couple minutes. Anyway, real quick. So NECA did a pre-order earlier this week for their um, April figure for the 1990 movie, and uh, it sold out in about five minutes, and the deluxe version was limited to 2,000 units. So even though they are taking a few steps forward, they are definitely taking a few steps back. And that's it. That's my story of, that's my story of woe for other NECA collectors this week. Cool. Matt? Uh, I picked up a comics version of uh, the Red Guardian Marvel Legends since they're going to have Darkstar and Ursa Major coming out um, in a future wave, and I've already got uh, Crimson Dynamo. I'm just building a Winter Guard. So I picked that up. Uh, I also got the Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger manga. Um, Haven't had much of a chance to flip through it yet. Uh, no real Transformer stuff that I can think of right offhand, but I did get uh, the latest wave, I think wave eight of the uh, Power Rangers Lightning Collection. And uh, we're up to wave eight, and they still cannot uh, keep consistent uh, decos between teams or paint decos or, you know, weapons weapons layouts between teams. So awesome. Can't wait for them to raise the price on that. And that's it for me. Cool. Hey, I meant to ask Rob this, Matt, uh, I forgot for those, for those people listening or watching who aren't first on super Sentai gal Ranger became what in the U S Himitsu Sentai go Ranger. It's sorry. This was the, this was the, the first Sentai series from 1976. I thought thought you said gal Ranger, which I thought was wild force. I'm sorry. Gal Ranger is wild force. Yes. Okay. I misunderstood. Sorry. Cool. Uh, let's see here. So I mentioned the kingdom box that Hasbro sent me. Thank you. King Hasbro. It's about said, thank you kingdom. Um, and the, uh, swag box that they'd sent stuff that I bought, um, on the Transmasters Facebook group, Tony had posted um, a picture of 
a McDonald's, pardon me, no, a Walmart kids meal from their uh, little cafe G2 puzzle, which I didn't know existed. I checked to eBay. Actually, that's where he posted it. It was linked to eBay and nobody had bought the thing. I'm like, it was like four bucks. Why, why is nobody buying this? So I bought it and I checked just to see if there were any more and there were two total. So I bought the other one and together they are frameable. So I think I have a total of like $8 in this. And this is the only two they had on the site and the only two that I think they've been on eBay for six months. So it's a puzzle of G2, Optimus Prime. And he says, I am Optimus Prime. Actually, the puzzle's not of Optimus Prime, but it's, it's still pretty cool. I had no idea it existed. Uh, something I think John has, he may not. Um, maybe misremembering, but I don't know why I was searching for this. Oh, I know why I was searching for this. I was thinking about the McDonald's um, Transformer stuff. And I was thinking about back to that 1998 Transmetal set. And I was like, I wonder how much that display is. And the answer is very little. So about dropped it. So I picked it up for like 30 bucks. It's half Transformers, half My Little Pony. It's pretty neat. Um, you send the My Little Pony half to Don. Yeah, I know. I don't, I mentioned those um, Marvel Legends figures, the three and three quarter inch. I don't know why I bought this. Um, I don't like Jurassic Park that much, but I do like Samuel L. Jackson. So the Sam Jackson figure from um, Jurassic Park, it's a Mattel, uh, Mattel Jurassic Park toy line. Nice. Yeah. I have no idea why I bought this. I really honestly don't know. But he's, he's got the whole Samuel computer. Samuel L. Jackson is, is all the reasoning you need. Pretty much. And he's six inch scale? Yeah. Mm. Um. I honestly didn't know whether to mention this or not because I honestly forgot about it. I don't know why I bought it. I, I got a good deal on it. And I, it's my first. I'm not going to show it because it's in a box. And honestly, I opened it, looked at it, and put it in a box. It's my first, last, and only Hot Toys figure. Uh, Spider-Man 2099. Nice. Yeah. Ooh, I don't sweet. like I don't particularly care for it. I don't get it. I don't know why mm. people buy toys like this. It doesn't do a thing for me. But I love Spider-Man 2099, and I try to have at least one of every figure. That's just something about it inherently that you don't like? It just seems... It's a, it's a doll. Is it the, the classic 2099 suit or the redo from a couple years ago with all the white? It's the classic suit, but it's like a meta- metallic metallic version of it. There's a one version of it that's like very, very, very almost cartoony blue. Then there's one that's more realistic looking. It's more realistic looking. It was like $70 off at retail. And I literally, I literally, so um, I, I got a, I got uh, I'd got a direct deposit on on an account that I can't ex- access except through PayPal, and I had to spend the money somehow. And I'm like, I uh, might as well. I just literally had to spend it on something. So I saw that, and I'm like, well, it just as an impulse, I'm, I spent it. So it's literally the only one I'm ever going to get. I just don't care for it. I, but it's a Spider-Man 2099, so I got it. So, um. I was posting to Facebook a couple days ago, these or last week, these crazy knockoff figures, and these I love. Um, one of them is a bag of Thundercats. It's I don't 
I don't know how to describe it because the paint job in a way is really bad, but in a way it's also really good. There's tons of paint on these things. Now, the paint's not always where it needs to be, but they do their darndest. It's like, it's like they're slathered in paint. It's like six figures. There's like metallic paint, um, everything. It's actually not bad. This whole set of figures is like 10 bucks. Supposedly from Mexico. So I like that. Um, these other figures, apparently these might have been at um, Big Lots in the 90s. Something called Troll Force. Um, I got the Soldier Troll. Is that what he's called? It's basically, it's like a Masters of the Universe body with a, with a uh, troll head. I think I remember this. It's amazing. This one is like a wizard. Hmm. It's the greatest thing ever. Hey, is that the one that's like Mighty Man? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 Because I was saying, because he's, he's pictured with like something yuck. And I was thinking that reminds me of the old, the old Mighty Man and Yuck cartoon. The, um, yeah, they're, they're, it's, they're really neat. So uh, I'm actually really, uh, really impressed by these the, uh, for what they are. How I learned about them is um, on Twitter. I forget. I forget who it was who pointed out to me that the line existed. But I was looking at uh, knockoff or bootleg Masters of the Universe playsets. Playsets that are, um, some, you know, that, that work with Masters of the Universe. And there was one that uh, had a bunch of like trolls with it that sells for like 2500 bucks, And of course, that's crazy. Um, but somebody pointed out that they had those figures. So I started looking them up and the figures themselves are completely reasonable and they're insane. They're all insane. So this is actually, it's a small line. I would actually consider getting this because they are, let's see here. If you look at it, one's like a robot. One looks like Hulk Hogan. One looks like the incredible Hulk. I mean, like whoever, whoever made the, these, whoever put this together, they were on drugs and it shows. It's pretty great. So there's a uh, soldiers, mighty heroes, ninjas, warriors, wrestlers, and future fighters. Future fighters, metal man, and android man. Uh, that one, that one gives me more of a Blanca vibe than the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, uh, yeah, I buy that. Just based when this was made, just Blanca seems very, very, uh, very, very current. The fact that he has purple pants is what makes me think he's it's the Hulk. Mm. Uh, last thing I got is um, a G2 Bumblebee. Loves me some G2 Bumblebee. Ooh. Yeah. So that's what I got this week. I want to thank our patrons at the Touch Tier, as always. If you want to be a patron at the Touch Tier and get your name mentioned on the show, sign up at patreon.com slash TF Radio. And of course, we also have uh, History on the Fives. It's a podcast that you can. Uh, be on each week if you are at that tier but if you're not if you sign up you can still get that podcast it is exclusive patrons and actually before we get to that diecast is showing off something that he didn't mention i forgot it's so, a uh that looks way cool. better than it did in the photos yeah i mean it was it was definitely mistransformed in the photos and then had this, like, like, i wasn't trying to talk like talk crap it looked like impossible toys to me like in the picture that looks pretty darn good <laughs> Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's make toys. So, you know, their stuff is normally pretty good. I, I know they had 
one release of this uh, jet mold that had some QC issues, so I was kind of nervous. Um, it, all the joints are really tight. Everything seems really good on this. So I, you know, obviously, if there was some QC issues, uh, they worked those out before they uh, before they put this out, and it just came out. I think it might be a TF Source exclusive, which is that's where I got it from, obviously. But I I think it's actually an exclusive for them, so it's 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 a nice figure. I love the uh, the and and I'm looking at it on camera, and it's actually coming up darker on the screen than it actually is. Which secret is that supposed more, to be? It's probably Acid Storm. Yeah, it's a more. Uh, neon green in person than what yeah showing I, up there's on like camera. there's like 75 different interpretations of acid storm i get that yeah okay i'm i buy it yeah but i i like it i i just like the uh the bright colors on it cool yeah it looks great okay thanking our patrons at the touch tier uh, uh go to tfradio.net slash credits and uh we will look at that list and i don't have it pulled up let me fix that right now uh, Fortunately, I do have fast internet, and our site doesn't take long to load. Kevin Dorsey, Ryan Bona, Cheesy Patty, Emmett Stresovich, Rabbits, Hector Bones, Matthew Dedman, Jonathan James, Nathan Sampy, Ness, Joey Russell, Jason Hiley, Mike Mallory, Jason W.R.I., Sean Hamilton, Jacob Owen Lucia, Sean Bratton, Spider Bob, Mighty Orbots, Nataku117, and new black and white now in color. Thank you all so much. And if you want to be a patron, go to patreon.com slash TF radio. We have exclusive content and I need to update all the stuff on the, uh, the rewards. We have some new stuff and some stuff I need to catch up on, but uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff out there that we publish to our patrons. So thank you so much. Patreon.com slash TF radio. Uh, let's see here. Chris is not here, but you can find him on Twitter at ChrisRTXV and at Play With Photos. He's also on Patreon at Play With Photos. You can send some money his way for exclusive galleries and stuff. And his website is PlayWithPhotography.com for toys, blogs, galleries, and, and such. It's pretty awesome. And he also has a uh, wish list at tfradio.net slash ChrisList if you want to send something his way. Uh, Rob Springer also not here, but he's at RoboRobSpringer. I'm also not here. I'm at BrianKilby.com and on Twitter at BKilby and on Instagram at BrianKilby. Uh, Rob, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can get a hold of me on Twitter at Figure Reviewers and Rob Flails. Um, if they're into uh, Gundam games on the PlayStation 4, they can also check out uh, check me out at Flailthroughs on YouTube at, where I'm covering Gundam Battle Operation 2. A uh, nice little free-to-play Gundam game. Just added a free-for-all mode, which is a lot of chaos and a lot of fun. Um, if you like what I do there, check out patreon.com slash flailthroughs. You can request specific things. And uh, if you uh, if you just want to throw stuff at me, there's tfradio.net slash claylist. Also just want to take a second uh, be, uh, before I'm done to uh, thank uh, Night Swords on, on our Discord who uh, linked me to uh, instructions to how to... Uh, uh, fix the hinge on Star Convoy's uh, crest because it uh, turns Be out it's, it's back. Very careful. Be very, very careful. I managed it just barely, and That's it does not, still doesn't quite tab into the chest that well, but it does sit 
in the right position a lot more easily, even without tabbing in. So it, it did help definitely. Cool. But yeah, that was, you, I, I put a lot of, I put some pressure on that hinge just to pull it around the gold part. Cause I figured that part would be a lot less fragile because it was a little scary. Yeah. But okay. I really hope that somebody eventually puts up a 3d printer printable replacement for that. I would kind of just like a metal one, honestly, because yeah. I think that's about the only thing you could do that wouldn't break. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Diecast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Diecast2. You can like my re- like my page on Facebook at Reviews by Diecast. You can see all my reviews at tfradio.net slash reviews. And you can also uh, throw me some stuff. I got a wish list. It's tfradio.net slash diecast list. Uh, I've been updating it. I probably need to go through it just to make sure. Because what usually happens is I end up buying stuff off my own wish list. So probably have to update that. But Doesn't it go away uh, when you buy it off of the list? Yeah, but I usually end up forgetting I put it on the list. and just oh, He buys it from somewhere it else. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, you know. That's all. That's a couple ways to get a hold. Oh, of me. I'm, I'm, act- sure I'm actually going. looking at your list right now because for whatever reason, again, I'm a collaborator and it comes up first when I look at my list. I mean, can you take me off of that? Actually, not that I don't love your list. It's just I think I accidentally put stuff on it. No, that's fine. And I don't want to put anything embarrassing on it. I don't care. That's what Don's list is for. That's what Don's list is for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Don. Uh, I can be reached on Twitter at HMRC, the number four, EVR. Cool. John. Uh, real quick, Brian, I have lost track. Have you transformed Unicron? No. Okay. <laughs> what's, a I, uni- what's a Unicron? Uh-huh. Also, I had to mention that at least once in the show for diecast sake. I was uh, real quick on that note. So, like, I want to put him back in planet mode. Um but I also can't be bothered to spend another hour transforming him. So I'm, I'm stuck. I'm just kind of in a quandary here. Anyway, you can catch me um, anywhere using the uh, handle, username, what have you, that John D. And while I'm um, promoting that, you can follow us at uh, TF Radio on Twitter, and we are currently having a sh- a sale on our uh, T Public store that's up to thirty percent off. Depending on when you listen to this, you probably missed that sale. But if you follow us on Twitter, you'll know exactly when the next sale is, and we go from thirty percent to thirty five percent usually um, store wide. And uh, this week, we even put up a new design for all the products it's more than just t-shirts it's t-shirts and mugs and masks and uh, pillows and notebook covers and all kinds of stuff Uh, we put up a um, middle-aged mutant toy collector logo inspired by the ninja turtles so check it out uh, and follow us on twitter again so you know when the next sale is um, active that uh, new shirt is awesome by the way Uh, middle-aged mutant toy collector even Kim really liked that. So actually, John, I had a thought. I don't know yep. if you could formalize it into like a design, but like it, just like in general, some kind of uh, toy widow uh, design would be wonderful. <laughs> okay. Is that exactly what I think it means? Well, like, you know, uh, 
not like not literally we die, but like you know, wives <laughs> who feel left out, or we go to conventions and you know they're left at home or uh, they're left <laughs> to themselves while we okay. destroy our lives with toys. <laughs> okay. You got it. I mean, like, well, you, you destroyed their lives with toys. Yeah, like I've heard, like you know, at, at conventions, I've heard uh, wives call themselves toy widows, and Kim mm-hmm. Kim has called herself on more more than one occasion a podcast widow too. So, cool. Okay, so well, I guess we'll see you guys later. Have a good one. This has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at TF Radio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash tfradio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you. Transformers. It's better than crack.